Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the KC Cairo Pulse podcast brought to you by CATS Consultants, helping doctors keep their pulse on success. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Perush, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Troy Fox. Hello, Dr. Troy Fox. What's happening in Hello, Fox how are we doing? I lost all my facial hair today. I see that. I see that. So yeah, I'm clean shaven like a, yeah, it shows more wrinkles though. It makes me look older. So I probably ought to grow up back in, but yeah, I'm clean shaven today. Crazy. We're not old. We're We're distinguished. Distinguished. That's right. (laughs) I love it. Hey, you're always the key to all the questions. And I know you told me the other day, you've gotten several emails here lately. So what did you pick out for us? Yeah. So this one, obviously we've got a few people listen to our podcast. We kind of, we kind of watch this and we know that our podcast is becoming more and more popular over time. And we appreciate those of you that are, that are joining in on our podcast and hopefully we continue to give you great content that helps your practice. This comes from Nick in Pennsylvania. I'm like, whoa, awesome. Pennsylvania. We haven't ever had a question from Pennsylvania. So Nick, thanks for uh, hitting us up from Pennsylvania. I've never been to Pennsylvania. I think it'd be cool to go there sometime. But Nick wants to know, he, he had a couple of questions. He basically said, um, my finances in my practice are good. I'm, I'm making decent money in my practice. Good. But I'm trying to figure out beyond just looking at my checking account, what I need to do, how far do I need to project out uh, my finances or how far back do I need to look to try to figure out kind of how my practice is doing other than just looking at new patient and visits, you know, how, how do I look at finances and how do I do that in, in more of a, I'm, I'm going to use my terminology more in a bulk fashion. And I, and I thought as I read that question, what a great question to ask, because that's something that we address with docs. I know that you have uh, proprietary <laughs> spreadsheets. I'll call them proprietary because you created them and, and they're pretty cool and nobody else uses them. But I know that you are really big into the numbers game and it's fantastic because we just did an evaluation on a practice not too long ago. And we were able to actually, without walking in the door of the practice, gain some inference into the practice. And then when we quizzed the doctor a little bit about it and said, okay, is, is this what you see? And they're like, that's exactly what my practice is doing right now. It was, it was an amazing insight. So mm-hmm. why don't you talk a little bit about what we do um, and how that, how that process works. And in, in addition, at the same time, you can kind of tell Nick exactly uh, you know, what he should be doing with his practice as well, whether he tries to create something on his own or, or, or whether he reaches out to us and we help him a little bit with that. Yeah, it, it, it's a great question, Nick. And thank you for submitting that. Um, you know, it's funny as you're, as you're reading the question and explaining what he's talking about, I I'm thinking, cause I just saw this movie like a couple of weeks ago. Remember Moneyball with Brad Pitt? Oh Yeah. Yeah. And so we're, we're kind of like the money ball of chiropractic. We dive into the statistics of a practice so deep and so hard. And yes, we do have some uh, really unique and proprietary statistical models that we use to look at a practice. But mm-hmm. to answer Nick's question, there's a lot of things that you should be looking at. Just looking at your bank account at the end of the month is not really going to tell you the health of your practice. It tells you whether or not you can make your rent. Of course, it mm-hmm. tells you whether or not you can pay the light bill and buy some gasoline. But um, 
it, it doesn't tell you where your practice has been and it doesn't tell you where your practice is going. So there, there are many, many statistical measures that we look at, look at, and I, I don't have time to get into all of them, but at a bare minimum, you should be looking at at least the relationship between services, collections, patient visits, new patients, and overhead. And if you're not looking at at least that those those what I say five basic things, mm-hmm. um, you really don't know what's happening in your practice. Here's here's a great case in point. You say your bank account is pretty flush at the end of the month. Okay. Again, that's great. That's mm-hmm. you, you want that. You don't want to have a negative bank account. Obviously. Well, yeah, you're you're either a miserly spender or on the other end of the equation, you you got on you, you got on Amazon one too many times this month, and that's really all your bank account tells you is did you spend did you spend more than you made? I mean, you know, or were you careful with your money? Because sometimes <laughs> my wife, I I, I kind of like to buy some stuff online now and then. I, I don't like to go into stores that much, but I do in my local area. I will say I support my local community as much as I can. But when I can't find it here, I'm an online guy and every once in a while my wife will look at me and and she kind of she kind of reels me in and so she'll tell me you need to dial it back a little bit this month your your Amazon purchases or or your PayPal <laughs> account is is a little higher than normal but that's all that really tells you on your bank account so what else right. do we need to look at will you have that conversation with my daughter next time you see her <laughs> <laughs> I will <laughs> um, yeah. So at the end of the month, you look at your bank account. Let's just say, you know, you tell me it's got $20,000 in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, one more time. That's great. But where did that $20,000 come from? Well, you say, well, my practice is doing great. Is mm-hmm. it? Okay. Again, tell me where that money came from. Well, it came from what we collected. Excellent. Collected from where? Which bucket mm-hmm. did it come from? And you're all probably thinking, what in the heck is he talking about? Of course, it's the services that we put in the system that we turn around and collect. And the, the, my response to that is, no, that's not necessarily true. Your revenue comes from at least two different buckets. One, it comes from your services that are then collectible, but it also comes from your accounts receivable as mm-hmm. you, in a longer period of time than at the front desk, collect those receivables. Okay. So let's say you happen to have a really low services month. And so you really didn't book a lot of services to collect this month. Let's say it was down twenty, thirty thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars. Maybe that's more realistic. <clears throat> but you collected more this month than you've collected all year. Well, that's fantastic. How much did your AR go down? Because that's what I'm going to ask you. Right. And now that your AR went down you, and you collected a lot this month, which is good, but if your services went down, guess what? I'm going to tell you for the next month, two months, three months, probably, your collections are going to hit rock bottom and you're going to be sitting there scratching your head going, well, what happened? My patient visits didn't change. Right. So you've, you've got to look at the relationship <clears throat> of the entire practice. In fact, when we, when we analyze a clinic, just from a statistical standpoint, we look at the relationship between 30 different statistics and we create these statistical models on how that practice is doing. And why do we do that? Because it lets us see beyond that 30-day cycle of what's in my checking account at the end of the month. It lets us look at where's this practice going and where has it been? 
And this is one of the ways in which we can value a company and how we knew on the mm-hmm. practice, Troy, you were talking about mm-hmm. what was going on in that practice because yeah. we can let see me, it happening. Let me throw another wrench in the works as well. So yeah. we just talked a little bit about services going down, AR really covering that at that point because your AR maybe came in at a higher rate than it than it has. You got paid on some stuff that was sitting out there for a while and you had the biggest collections month that you've had for a while. But Let's go back to your services. So your bank account's flush. Mm-hmm. I'm doing great. <clears throat> Are you leaving money on the table though? That's that's another thing that we right. look at often. Are you billing for everything that you're doing or are you leaving a lot of money out there because you're doing a lot of services for a patient, but you're, you're only billing for maybe <laughs> an adjustment and, and you're not billing for exams. Maybe you're giving right. away... <clears throat> Uh, or you elect not to do certain things because the patient, in your opinion, can't afford it or they're in a big hurry today or whatever. And so instead of telling them what you feel like that they need and billing for those services, you just let it go. And so I I think there's times as well that we have to look at that part of the coin as well, because sometimes you go, well, my bank account's doing well, so I'm doing well in practice when in reality, you're probably working a lot harder for that amount of money that you're making than you should. Right. And you just brought up two more buckets of where you need to look to see the health of your practice. Mm-hmm. One is your write-offs. And this is the bucket nobody ever looks at. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, the write-offs are the write-offs. I'm not even real sure where they come from. It's those darn insurance companies aren't paying mm-hmm. us. Is it, or is it your billing services that you don't get to collect because either you have some policy in the office to write them off because you're you're a nice chiropractor and you have poverty complex. And so you don't want to charge that patient for the muscle stem or the or the traction or whatever it might be. And so you're just writing it off or mm-hmm. you're not paying attention to your EOB <clears throat> and stuff slipping through the cracks and just getting written off because maybe you mis- were miscoding or something. And, and you should have been getting paid for it. Yeah. And the other one is on the code usage side. The code usage, 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 usage. <laughs> how much you use your codes is also important because number one, that lets us know what you're not billing for. And I'm, I'm going to throw one out there. How many of you out there listening actually charge for progress exams, or you just don't do them because you know you don't want to charge the patient and the insurance company isn't going to cover it. So you just don't do them. Well, we can see that. That's where, Troy, you're talking about leaving money on the table. That's Mm -hmm. one of those places where you may be leaving money on the table. Or here's another one. Maybe you haven't raised your fees in 15 years. Again, because you're such a nice chiropractor, you don't want to overburden people in the community, even though they're paying more for cat food than they've ever paid for it and still buying it. Mm -hmm. But by gosh, we're going to keep our chiropractic services low. And now all of a sudden, you're leaving money on the table because the insurance company would have paid you 5 or $6 more for every visit, but you had your prices too low. Yeah, there's, there's a difference between being a nice guy and getting walked on. And sometimes we we roll ourselves out like a rug and allow ourselves to be walked on in practice because we're concerned about the community that we live in. You know, I know everybody in my community. Hey, that's great. But does, does the medical doctor in that community write off 75% of their services and only charge for 25% of them? And that's what we're looking at with this. We're not, we're not talking about 
billing extraordinary amounts for services. We're no. just talking about getting paid for what you what actually you do. do. And, and if you have a reason, yeah, if you have a reasonable cost on that, let's say you're in a rural area. I'm in a I'm in a very small rural area. Mm-hmm. So my reasonable price for a progress exam may be different than it is in a metropolitan area like New York City. And I've got a lot more patients sure that, that you know that are paying cash. Well, I have a hundred percent of my patients paying cash, but in a cash practice, that's something that I, I pay attention to. I want a fair fee, but it's do, no different than a lot of the medical doctors that we see now that are running concierge practices, and they've reduced their overall exam fee, for example. Mm-hmm. But there still is an exam fee there. It's just reduced from what it was when they were billing through insurance and they had to have two insurance people mm-hmm. in the office and all that. So it's relative to what they're doing, and they still get the same return on investment, but because they're doing it in cash, that return on investment now costs them less overall because the overhead is lower. So those are other things that we look at when you talk about leaving things on the table. It's not that we want you to start billing more and more. We just want you to get paid for what you're doing. Exactly. Exactly. And then when we talk about the the long-term health of your practice, Mm -hmm which is something you really have to look at. So we, we've got to get out of this 30-day cycle and start thinking right. six months out, one year out, 18 months, 24 months, 36 months out, and projecting what our cash flows are going to look like and what our overhead's going to look like. So let me ask you a question about this because our listeners may be curious. Sorry, I'm gonna, I started slouching bad as a <laughs> chiropractor, right? So I have a question about that because a lot of our listeners will, will, will ask this question. I've had people ask, ask me about this before. When we get away from this 30-day cycle, it's like, okay, how, how do I determine now new patients or services or number of visits? We're not asking you to not chart what you're doing on a monthly basis. We're asking you to project, correct? Right, project. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so any, 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 any business. Okay. So let, let's think like a, a giant corporation. Mm-hmm. They're not just looking at today or, mm-hmm. or the end of the month. They're projecting out months and quarters ahead of time, trying to figure out where they're going to be. And that helps mm-hmm. them know, understand production changes in the marketplace, potential pricing changes they're going to have, mm-hmm. what their supply chain costs are going to be, employee costs, and so forth. And we should be doing the same thing. We should run our practices as if it's a big business. Now, I understand most of us practice in a small microcosm microcosm environment. It's mm-hmm. us and maybe a staff member or two most of the time. Yeah. And so when you find time to do all this stuff, well, this is when having a good business advisor on your team can really help. I'm the, this is one of the things we do for our clients. And then we jump on a call once a month or so, or, or more often, and we talk about how to make sure that your practice is going to stay healthy in the future so that $20,000 you have in your checking account that feels good right now stays there or grows. Mm-hmm. And the value of your business grows over time. And let me throw in with this, <clears throat> if that's if you're committed to finding out if your practice is running on all cylinders, you sometimes have to be willing to take a little bit of constructive criticism because you we may look at your numbers and we may look at them and go, 
you know, are you doing blah, blah, blah? And you're like, well, no. And, you know, we always have an excuse as to why not. I was too busy or I'm just too nice of a guy or, you know, whatever's going on at the time in your life. Right. Um, but you have to be willing to actually work on making those changes. So sometimes you're going to hear some news that's like, oh yeah, I've kind of, I've kind of laid off a little bit. So sometimes we are a bit of a motivator from that standpoint as well to go, okay, you've been coasting a little bit, which is fine. We're all going to do that at times. Now it's time to pick it back up and here's where you need to focus. That's the great thing because sometimes when we coast, we don't know where to pick it back up at or what areas to focus on when we do start to engage again. And so we're kind of all over the place, right? We can actually help you figure out when you engage, where to focus your energy. Exactly. Exactly. So when you look at your practice in just a 30 day cycle, you're scratching the surface. It's Mm -hmm. time to dig deep. You guys, I'm going to tell you the next couple of years are probably going to be a little tough. A lot of you haven't been through a deep recession before, um, which it looks like if, if we're not there now, we're, we're definitely on the way there. And uh, it, it, it's going to be, it's time to put your entrepreneur hat on and make sure that your business is not only going to weather the storm, it can do great during the storm. You can mm-hmm. keep the ship upright and be probably more profitable than ever if you do the right things. So. If you want to talk about your practice, go to catsconsultants.com. And at the very top of the screen, you're going to see where you can click on my calendar. Let's set up a breakthrough call. We do those for free. It's no charge. Let's talk about your practice. I just enjoy, Troy does too. We just enjoy talking to doctors about their practices. If we can help you, great. If not, hey, we made a new friend out of each other. And if you want to submit a question for the podcast, send it to Troy at catsconsultants.com. I'll spell Troy for you. T R O Y <laughs> Troy at cadsconsultants.com. Throw a question at us. We, we don't have to give your name out or anything. And we appreciate all of you out there listening that are sending in questions and so forth too. Absolutely. I, I think it, I think that having those questions come in from people that are out in the field, everyday working are the most fun for us to answer because we know Absolutely. they're real life questions. And, and those are things that we do deal with a lot, but sometimes we don't think about talking about them just right. because it's stuff we deal with all the time. And then somebody sends in a question. We go, ah, oh, what yeah, a great, a great question. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Nick from Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. Sorry. Thank you. Pennsylvania. For that in. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the KC Cairo Pulse podcast brought to you by Cats Consultants, helping doctors keep their pulse on success. From all of us here at Cats Consultants, be sure to check us out at catsconsultants.com and we'll see you next time.